All right, we got a girl on fire. Hi, I'm Sherry Anshimotero, and this is Brian Francis. Yes. And we are, are Rowena Francis. Rowena Francis. We should, we should do that. I'm like, hi, I'm Sherry and Rowena. This is Brian Francis, and we are Rowena Francis. You know, maybe one day we will. Maybe we'll keep this in the video or we'll cut it out. Who absolutely knows? But welcome back to our channel. Today we're going to be talking again about the angels. supernatural. <laughs> the supernatural. We're going to talk about angels today. Okay. We are talking about attributes of angels. Yes. So, angels, they got long, blonde, beautiful hair, nice blue eyes, uh, you know, often have a name such as... Sherry Ann. <laughs> so, was I doing a pretty good job describing you there for a moment? I, I thought I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The beauty. <laughs> the beauty. The attributes of an angel. Uh, uh, I still love you. I want to tell a little story about my daughter. My daughter loves, loves um, the era of the post app apocalypse i think that's the right way of post apocalyptic it. yeah post apocalyptic a better word is dystopian dystopian she loves dystopian societies and so uh, one of her favorite stories is the hunger games i'm not sure exactly why this one always stood out to her but i can't tell you how many time uh, how many times she's actually read the book uh, watch the movie. I mean, all the time I walk it downstairs, it's like, oh, what do you watch? Oh, Margin Hunger Games again. Mm -hmm. And so there's a scene, though, I want to capture that is in one of these uh, books uh, and in the movies. And it's before they get, you know, back into the arena and they get to go through this parade. And in the parade, what happens? They're in a chariot. They're, they're being driven by horses. And she's got this suit. And on this suit, this girl is on fire. The girl turns <laughs> to be on fire. I mean, they light her up on fire. And, and all of a sudden, you know, it, she creates this image and it becomes this anthem and this, you know, rallying point for this revolution that takes place because of this girl that is on fire. But it doesn't give any justice at all at all to a story in the Bible. Yes. So we're going to take it to... 2 Kings. 2 Kings, and we're going to hear about Elisha. That's right. So Elisha, there's this story where Elisha was a prophet that was prophesying, um, or letting the children of Israel know when the king, who was it, the king of Syria? Syria, yeah, I think so. When, where he was going to attack them. And so then the children of Israel were being warned and then they would up and they would leave that place. And by the time the king and his troops came to attack them, they were gone from there. Mm -hmm. And so the king got very annoyed by this and he decided that this prophet, he's got to go. Yep. So he sends his troops out to Elisha. In the city of Dothan. In the city of Dothan. Mm -hmm. And Elisha is literally surrounded by the king's army. Yep. And so Elisha just kind of goes about his life or whatever, but his servant is all um, concerned. He's a little bit concerned. He's a little bit worried. Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so he says, Elisha, what are we going to do? And Elisha, what he did was he got on his knees and he prayed, Lord, open up their eyes mm -hmm. so that they can see 
who is on our side or so that the servant can see who is on their side. Mm -hmm. And so the servant walks out and sees not the army that is surrounding them, but the chariots of fire, mm -hmm. the angels that are surrounding the enemy. And they knew in that moment that they would be delivered. They filled up the whole mountainside. The whole mountainside. So this is this is just an amazing scene. Could you imagine walking out, you know, looking out of the village and you're surrounded by mountains and the mountains are just lit up with blazing fire, horses and fires and the angelic hosts of heaven all around, right? I mean, that would uh, that would blow my mind. I think that would just be an amazing, be cool. an amazing sight. And that's what they got to experience that day. Mm -hmm. So you know what that tells us? tells us a little bit more about angels oh, interesting yes so what do we learn we learned that you know first of all angels are often in what we call military ranks you know uh, we we learned earlier you know about those principalities and powers and rulers you know in darkness but this further you know shows that you know even they're broken down into you know such things as chariots and mm -hmm. with commanders and so forth it was the army of the lord that we hear about all the time in all scripture and here we got to actually see an example of those angelic beings in an army situation yes mm -hmm. and then the other thing that we can learn about angels is that even though they exist in a different realm they can manifest in the physical realm that we live in mm -hmm. and they can manipulate things in this in this world and we can see this there's an example in uh, the new testament mm -hmm. when is it paul when he's in prison yep and uh, and the angel opens up the prison prison doors for him. Yep, and they can, and they walk on out. So what's happening is is that we see that angels. One of their primary functions is is that of a guardian. Mm -hmm. They're a protector, and it says in scripture, you know, that you know he's given his angels charge over thee. And, you know, so there's many of these scriptures, you know, that represent that angels act as guardians. And this is one of their primary purposes is to help, you know, serve and to implement and protect the sons of God, mm -hmm. meaning us as children, children of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think this is one of the, the great things that angels get to do in our, our day and age. Mm -hmm. Another thing that uh, is a characteristic of angels is that animals actually can be sensitive to angels in our physical world. Mm -hmm. One of the things that Brian always prays about Charles is that he would be sensitive to if there were spirits and um, just anything in the spiritual realm that is, you know, coming against our house or, or anything. Mm -hmm. And I remember this one night and the dog just would not sleep and he just <laughs> kept getting up and barking. He was just sitting at the edge of my bed and he would just start barking. And there, and, and there was nobody around and so I'd get up and whatever. And so normally what happens is he'll run to, when I get up, he'll run with me. He'll lead me to where there is something. Mm -hmm. And every time he was leading me to the front door and there was nobody at the front door. And so it was like about four or five times that this happened in the middle of the night when mm -hmm. I finally realized that the night before Brian or the day before Brian had prayed this. And I thought, mm -hmm. I wonder if he's being sensitive to something in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. So I stood there and I immediately took authority over any powers or darkness that was trying to come against us. Mm -hmm. And you know what happens? The dog turned around, quietly went back to my bed, jumped on the bed, and went to sleep for the rest of the night. He's like, <laughs> I did my job. 
But there's a story in the Bible that we actually see um, this come to mm -hmm. pass, yep. and that is... It's in, it's in Numbers 22, and this is a story of, you know, Balak and Balaam, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the prophets was hired to essentially come and curse the children of Israel, and, and on the journey, you know, an angel of the Lord stood in the pathway presenting him to, uh, you know, from proceeding forward, but he didn't see the angel, but the donkey did. Mm -hmm. And so the donkey saw the angel and, you know, kept kind of bumping off to the side of the road and, you know, his master wasn't real happy with him. And eventually, you know, the, the donkey's like... He got to this, the, the portion of the road where it was so narrow that the angel took up the whole space. And mm -hmm. so um, the donkey just sits down mm -hmm. and ba um, Balaam was just sitting there like hitting him and, you know, like, get up and go and... Yep. And he's just basically just like, look, he's like, I've been your faithful donkey forever. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to save your life here because there's an angel of the Lord in front of you. And if you go any further, you're going to die. Yeah. And so... Now, Charles didn't talk to me necessarily. Yeah. We, we tried getting him to talk at the beginning of the video, you know, and say, I love you. I love you, but, but it's not quite the same thing. Balaam's donkey actually did talk to him and tell him, like, listen, I am subject to this angel who mm -hmm. will not let me pass. And that's when, you know... Balaam ended up having this encounter with the with the angel. Yep, and so said so angels as said can not only manifest both in the supernatural and the natural world, but also an, uh, animals, animals that can be sensitive, you know, mm -hmm. to to the spiritual realm. And so I think that's something that's really relevant for us to be able to know is that you know we as supernatural beings can be sensitive to the supernatural realm, but also our animals can be too. That's right. So another attribute we want to talk about today about angels is is that they are fast. They're fast and speedy. I the mean, fast and furious. Yeah, we you know we we we. <laughs> I was watching, uh, you know, some and some of our our buddies, you know, are really big into the Flash, and they think he's you know the greatest superhero you know of all time. Uh, I think that's highly debatable, but nonetheless, he's super fast. But you know how fast an angel is. Right. There are so many Swift. instances in the Bible, you know, that talk about angels. There's this one instance where I think it's the Assyrian army. This is referenced in Second Kings as well. One angel goes forth and you know what he does? He kills 185,000 people like that. In a flash. Like that. They woke up in the morning and 185,000 people were dead. That's a pretty busy um, activity, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. so there's there's a few other instances, you know, obviously the angel of death went through uh, Egypt in, in the case with of the plagues. with the plagues uh, and killed all the firstborns all through the entire land of Egypt, also in the in the period of a night. Um, what other ones you got in here? There was another situation where King David had sinned and, you know, in, in numbering the, the people. And so he had chosen um, to put put in the hands of God. And so God brought on on a plague and it said that. Uh, you know, the angel went forth and there was, I think, 70,000 people that got hit by the angel of the Lord in a heartbeat as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? The other thing that uh, angels can do is they can report the affairs of men. Yes. Right. How do they know? How do we know that? There's a scripture, Job 1.6. Job 1.6. And in that particular scripture, you know, you've got the angels that are giving basically reports to God. And it actually talks in this case that Satan showed up that day. Um, was like, hey, see this servant Job, you know, here's all his things and he only serves you because you bless him. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you took all this stuff away from him, then he wouldn't serve you anymore. And God was like, oh, mm -hmm. little do you know. Yes. 
And, and actually in that story, one of the things that it makes reference to is the same part about them being guardians because it says, I can't do anything because of your hedge of protection that's around Job. And that is amazing because mm-hmm. we talk about putting up a hedge of protection around us and putting on the armor of God, but we don't realize the power that is within putting up that hedge of protection mm-hmm. and making sure that we are staying in that protection and under that umbrella of protection with God. Yes. So I want to throw out one last little tidbit about angels as we wrap up today, which is, listen, there is no place that you can find in scripture where we ever see an angelic being that is inhabiting or possessing a a human being. That's right. They have their own bodies. They have their own bodies. And so we're going to leave you with that because we're going to pick up next week with another type of um, supernatural being. And this is something I think is relevant as we put an end to the conclusion of what we're going to talk about angels this week. That's right. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you guys in the next video. All right, guys. Have a great day. (laughs) This girl is on fire. This girl is on fire. Oh, sorry.